0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Management 101. I am your host, Max uh thanks, for, uh thanks for joining again. So today we're going to talk about one-on-ones. Um, I'll talk about what a one-on-one is, what a one-on-one isn't, uh, best practices for those one-on-ones, how to make sure that you get the most out of them, uh, how to structure them effectively and uh some tools we'll talk about at the end to uh, ensure your one-on-ones are effective before i get to that uh, i first wanted to thank the maybe two to three people who uh who listened to my first episode and uh, uh just want to call out the almost 100 percent audience engagement in terms of ideas for names for this podcast um by the way i'm still out there looking for the uh the most punny name possible for, uh, for this podcast, I, uh, I uh, got Somehow I Manage, which is uh, an office reference. Unfortunately, there's already a podcast by that name, and it's actually about the office, so can't steal that one, uh, but still uh, still open to ideas. Anyway, so what's a one-on-one? Um, first, let's just define it. A one-on-one is an interaction between a manager and a person who is reporting to them. Um, and generally in my uh, podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, people reporting to a manager as direct reports. Uh, that's the term that I have heard used in my career. So that's the term that I will use here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what, uh, what I've heard from managers and uh, their direct reports about one-on-ones because there's definitely not uh, one... Mm-hmm single definition um and i definitely don't think it's well understood exactly the value of one-on-ones which is interesting because in my experience one-on-ones are probably the most important tool that you have as a manager to effectively lead your team and ensuring they're doing the work that is expected of them Uh, so what have i heard about one-on-ones for managers certainly many I've talked to do not understand the point. Uh, Some have never even heard of the concept. Um, I'll quote a manager I spoke with once who said, usually I just cancel them because I don't have anything to talk about. And another one who said, my direct report never has anything to say. So it's just awkward. So obviously there are managers that are familiar with one-on-ones, but we've all, uh, I'm sure we've all had managers who did not prioritize one-on-ones who very clearly didn't have a good understanding of uh, what one-on-ones were and the same goes for direct reports uh, we've all had managers before we've all been direct reports uh, and here's here's what i've heard from some folks who have reported to me or f- f- at least reporting to me for the first time uh, again a number of them have not ever heard of the concept certainly very few of them even find them beneficial and a quote from a former director report of mine at uber who said i thought this time was for my manager to tell me what to do and just a spoiler alert that is not the case so why don't we talk about what one-on-ones are supposed to be i think one-on-ones are really about four things one is it's a forum for a director report to escalate problems to their manager two It is a forum for a manager to provide updates on company and team priorities. Three, it is a forum to build trust between a direct report and their manager. And four, it is a forum to problem solve. And generally speaking, that fourth one, the problem solving, is what should normally take up most of the time in your one-on-one interactions. So you're a manager and you're saying, okay, I guess it makes sense to me that I need to have one-on-ones, but, uh, w- what needs to happen for those one-on-ones to be good? So I guess some ground rules first for you as a manager about one-on-ones. One is keep them scheduled regularly. Uh, they should be recurring meetings between you and your direct reports. And I also want to call out that they should take first priority, um, if you, unless you're going on vacation, one-on-ones need to happen basically every week, uh, and nothing else is quite as important, at least in the workplace. So where possible, I think it is really important to keep one-on-ones. Um, sometimes these are the only forums in which your direct reports can actually bring up issues they're experiencing. And, uh if you end up canceling one-on-ones repeatedly, you do a couple things. One, you show that that direct report is not important to you. Uh, but two, you also stop some of these problems from getting solved because it's very possible you are the blocker to that solution occurring, or even that solution being thought of. And, uh, Beyond them taking first priority, and to be clear, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to happen at the same exact moment every week. I, I think it's okay to move them around as needed. Um, but beyond them being regularly scheduled, I think it is also important that they happen on a weekly basis. And more often, if someone is new to your team or the company, because they're just going to need more guidance, they're going to run into more blockers and potholes, and uh, they're going to need your help just getting onboarded. So how do I like to structure one-on-ones? Uh, there's an order of three or four major topics or areas that I cover. Um, first and foremost, when I when I show up to a one-on-one, I like to check in on my direct report just as a, as a human being. Uh, obviously they're not just uh, a professional. They have a life outside of, outside of work. At least I certainly hope so. Um, and, and also even at work, you know, we're all human beings and things affect us. We're not robots in the workplace. And so, um, I like to just check in on them and see how you're doing or rather how they're doing. And, um, it does a few things. One, it shows that I care, which I do. I think it's very easy as a manager to care but the direct report doesn't realize that you care and so checking in on them is a way to show that you care. Two, it it builds trust between you and that direct report because you are uh, asking about them uh, and engaging with them and that inherently helps build trust in the relationship and then three, it reflects to your direct report that uh, you know that they're more than a worker uh, there's more to them than that. You're calling out that they're a human being with your actions and your words. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk through that. And and sometimes folks have a lot to say about what's going on with them. I like to ask follow-up questions and like to just get to know people on a, on a personal level. And I know that's not every manager's style, but I have found it is really effective in um, ultimately building a strong relationship and getting the most out of that person long-term Uh, because it's allowing me by checking in on them to manage the whole person, which I think is a really important aspect of being a manager. So, uh, next the, the thing that I focus on is what, what do they want to talk about? Um, some direct reports come to meetings with laundry lists of things that are are problems that they need help with or questions they want to ask about what's going on in the company or the team. Um, they're looking for a sounding board, you name it. Um, I like to kick it off by just asking uh, what is on your mind? And the reason I ask that versus what do you want to talk about is uh, while some direct reports do come in with a laundry list of activity or things to discuss, not all of them do. And oftentimes, particularly early on in a managerial relationship, uh, people don't always have a whole lot to say. Again, not all of them are even familiar with what a with what a one on one is supposed to be, and so when I ask what is on your mind, the goal is to kind of just not ask them what do they want to talk about, but rather just have them check in on their literally their brain and see what they're thinking about, uh, and that often sparks conversation that can lead to an exchange of information and decisions and solutions that uh, that just started with oh, I'm having this thought or this thing is bothering me. Um, I can't claim to uh, take ownership of what is on your mind as a question. First of all, it's probably not trademarkable, but I, I uh, borrowed this from a book that I highly recommend for, for managers, particularly first-time managers who, uh, who have not been in a, in a sort of like one-on-one type setting before. The book is called The Coaching Habit say less, ask more and change the way you lead forever. And it's by, um, Michael Bungay Stanier. And, uh, it, it just covers more or less seven questions that are really important questions to ask as a manager on a, on a consistent basis. Cause they're the questions that help you as a manager, get the right information from your director board and ultimately help lead them to the right place. Okay. So we've, uh, we've now asked them what's on their mind. We've gotten some good tidbits of information about what's going on with them in the team, with their work, et cetera. And now, um, now it's time to d- dive a little bit deeper into the work itself. Um, I wanna call out here that I think as a manager, it's important that you don't act as a dictator, but rather, particularly one-on-ones, as a partner. Um, you and your direct report, first of all, are literally on the same team. But, uh, second of all, from a uh, work and productivity perspective, you two as partners make a lot more sense than one of you doing the work and the other just telling the person, that person, what to do. Um, And so, when I do this check in on a team member's work, I'm trying to do it from the perspective really of being a partner of theirs, um, a a thought partner, and also someone who can help get things done. So I start with just checking in on what are the major things that they accomplished over the last week, uh, both things that they had committed to, as well as other things that came up that they maybe got done. Uh, And then I like to ask about what they didn't get to. Um, So what, what had they committed to last week in, uh, in your one-on-one with them that they were not able to ultimately accomplish and more importantly, what caused those things not to happen? Uh, I can remember a, a time that a direct report after a number of one-on-ones the, the, the consistent theme was that he had, uh, not been getting done the things that we had talked about in almost every one-on-one and, uh, to the, to the naked eye, it might have seemed like he was a slacker, but that was definitely not the case. And the reason I figured that out was Uh, we literally went through each of these items that he didn't get to each week and discovered that the reason was, uh, he had a bunch of requests coming up from other stakeholders that he was just saying yes to, because he was trying to build good relationships with them. And those requests were derailing his uh, normal priorities that he had committed to each week with me. Um, and, uh, therefore distracting him and causing him to be unable in a reasonable amount of time at work to get all of the things done that he wanted to. And so what we ultimately dug down to was his problem was not that he wasn't getting the right stuff done, is that he was actually just incapable of saying no. And so we had to uh, come up with a system where um, he basically had sort of an intake process where instead of just saying yes to a stakeholder, he would first uh, try to understand why they needed X or Y piece of work. He would try to estimate its um, necessity or, or impact versus the other things he had on his plate. And then we would discuss together um, whether it made sense to prioritize that thing instead of what he was doing or whether it uh, made sense to say no or delay that work such that uh, he could continue doing the work he'd already committed to. And the only way that I would have discovered that those things were happening was by asking what else was going on, like what caused him to be unable to get the work done that he'd been committing to. And ultimately, I think it was a great um, development experience for him where he um, set up a system where Uh, he could say no more effectively and he was significantly more productive and delivered much higher impact work. Okay. So we've talked about now, what are the major things that the the person accomplished last week? And also what did they not get to? And now it's time to uh, talk about what, what is going to happen this coming week. Um, I think this is a combo of sort of asking them what is it that you want to get done and then also talking to them about things that you see as needing to be done and then discussing how to get those all accomplished in what order what are the various priorities okay so now we've talked about uh what happened last week plans for the upcoming week basically anything about the work itself and projects now it's time as manager to dive a little deeper um What problems did they run into last week that stopped them from getting things done or even just caused their experience at work to be suboptimal? Um, The reason we have to ask these questions is like the example I gave earlier. It's important not just to understand what happened, but why and how. And um, if there are problems that the individual is running into that's stopping them from getting things done... Um, it's really important for you as a manager, to understand that because you're actually the one who needs to help them solve for that long-term and, um, block and tackle for them so that they can get their work done. You're knocking things out of the way to enable them to get good work done. Um, and then the last question I like to ask is, um, what, what you or what I as their manager can do to help them accomplish their goals this week. And, um i've gotten i've gotten some interesting answers to this um sometimes the person just says like you know i'd really appreciate it if i could just have some more non-meeting time i'm i'm in 20 meetings this week and i really need some time to get work done and um, then we'll take a look at their schedule and try to figure out what to prioritize and what to deprioritize um they've also said you know i'd really appreciate it if you could sort of sort out this problem i'm having with this stakeholder it seems like maybe our two teams aren't aligned that's that's my job as a manager to figure out um, how to make that happen, basically to like block and tackle, like I said, uh, get the problems out of the way such that they can just do work. Um, and sometimes when a, when a team member escalates something to me, um, it makes sense certainly to see if it's a problem they can solve, but sometimes it, it really just makes sense for you to step in as a manager and and get that problem out of the way for them. So in the last, uh, the last topic I like to cover is just providing the team member with relevant team and company updates. Um, are there major projects or initiatives starting that might impact this team members work? Is there any change in company priorities that could be relevant to this team member? And then are there any new pieces of work that it makes sense for this person to own? And I don't necessarily mean just assign it to them, but bring it up conceptually as, um, Hey, this is something that, uh, you know, I've talked to the leadership team. We believe it needs to get done. I think you are the person who makes the most uh, sense to take on this work, but I want to see what your workload looks like such that we can prioritize it in the right way against all the other things that you're doing. Okay, so we've uh, we've talked about the structure of a one-on-one. Now I want to talk about uh, just some examples of or maybe some guidance as to what a good one-on-one looks like versus a, a bad one-on-one. Um, a good one-on-one is, is a discussion more than anything. It's not a, uh, set of directions. It's not necessarily a, just a vent session, although sometimes it can be. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, it's a discussion. Um, you are asking questions as the manager to foster that discussion. Um, and that, that discussion ultimately leads to both of you ending up with more information than you had before and therefore better decisions being made. So a one-on-one is a discussion and exchange of information and uh, ultimately is a a working session to solve problems that exist in the team and in the work. It is definitely not your job in a one-on-one to tell your direct report what to do. Um, It's kind of like giving advice. When someone doesn't ask for advice and you give it to them, it's a reasonably unlikely that they'll either take it with a grain of salt or just uh, not uh, not take it into account at all whereas if the person learns that lesson on their own they're much more likely to uh, internalize it and remember it so your job is just to ask the team member the right questions so that they can figure out what to do instead of saying this is how you solve this problem you can say what are some ways that you could solve this problem um, which of these do you think makes the most sense to do? What are the trade-offs? Uh, what do you see as the potential downsides of trying this solution? Uh, what are some other solutions that, you, that might make sense to try? Or are there other people we should talk to to come up with good solutions? Sometimes one-on-ones require just a lot of listening on your part, uh, just sitting back and listening. There are times, uh, because we are human beings, where direct reports are just going to need to vent, or they have other things going on. Uh, when when your direct reports in a bad headspace, uh, it's much like when your significant other is. It's not going to be very helpful to try to actively solve the problem. Um, with them because they may just not be capable of it right now they may need to vent and sort of express their frustration or negative emotion around whatever is going on at work or not at work that uh, that's really taking up their brain space and at that point your job as a manager is just to listen and to empathize Uh, you can only discuss the solution once they've moved past whatever's going on um, if you try to force a discussion of a solution, they're either not going to be open to it, they're going to feel unheard, which is a problem long term for your relationship with your direct report. Um, so I, I think, you know, taking a longer view of it, sometimes when folks are in a bad headspace uh, and they need to vent, it's your job to just kind of listen, acknowledge what's going on, and then later you can discuss that solution uh, to the problem when once they've sort of cleared it and moved on. A couple of big no-nos uh, in one-on-ones uh, i want to call out that uh, there's a difference between a one-on-one as i define it here and a development check-in uh, one-on-ones are much more tactical they're about the day-to-day development check-ins are about the person's career trajectory and how they're doing in a larger sense in the role so one-on-ones are a really bad place generally for substantive uh, feedback these are things beyond like hey like i i noticed these slides we're missing this piece of information that we discussed. That's that's a very tactical piece of feedback. Uh, providing feedback like, "Hey, I think you're struggling in your um, in your ability to get stakeholders on board with your vision." is probably not a great place to talk about this because it's very bizarrely juxtaposed with let's talk through these specific things that need to get done each week. And there often isn't enough time, and the person is not in the right headspace to be talking about. Deeper feedback that's more pertinent to them as a as a person in some ways than just the work they're doing. And I also um, want to note that it's very easy to end up in a place when you develop a close relationship with a direct report for them to feel comfortable bringing up concerns about other team members to you. Um, that's potentially okay, though. I think generally it's good to try to keep that discussion productive. I really. Cannot stress enough the importance of avoiding talking poorly about other team members or other teams. You as a manager, much like as a parent, are kind of setting the example for your direct reports um, because you're the person likely that they take the most influence from in the workplace. And if you're going to be shit talking other teams, they're going to take that to heart Um, I I definitely learned that lesson the hard way early in my career, and I just cannot stress enough the avoidance of shit-talking is really important to maintaining productivity and positive attitude and morale within the team. Okay, we're uh, going on 23 minutes now. Um, Hopefully, I haven't bored too many people to death. Um, I just want to spend another couple minutes talking through some good tools for one-on-ones. So uh, first, the, uh, the point of tools in one-on-ones is is to just have, have a place where you can both put items you want to discuss throughout the week so sometimes i'll like come up with a topic that i want to talk about with my manager and i need it's it's helpful to have a place to note that so i don't forget about it um, this place is also or this tool is also to keep track of commitments that you're both making and by the same token uh, tracking follow-ups from previous one-on-ones so over time you can easily check in on what you are accomplishing each week and what were you committing to each week and it, it gives you a really good sense of the team member's uh, performance. So there are a few different tools that I've seen all of which I like for different reasons and all of which have their downsides. Um the first one that I used in, in my most recent full-time role was uh 155. Uh so 155 is a tool that um allows a, a few different things to happen. One is um there, it's great for um, each individual team member submitting a pulse check just to see how they're doing um, and also to track items that each of you wants to discuss. And um, you basically have like a, a page where all the things you want to discuss come up and and then you can check them off as you talk through them and anything you don't get to gets automatically pushed to the next time you can add stuff throughout the week. The The problem with 15.5 in my experience is that it's not nearly as good for tracking follow-ups. It's really hard to look um, over time at uh, due dates and what people were supposed to be doing or committed to. So I, I don't like it as much for that reason. Um, another option uh, is a typical project management tool like Trello or Asana. Um, that's really good for tracking progress on individual items, and um, you can also set it up to make it pretty easy to um, add items that you want to talk to you throughout the week. Um, uh, I think the downside is they're they're somewhat involved tools and. Uh, my experience in a bunch of startups is people feel very passionately, either positively or negatively about these tools. And it's very rare for an entire company to be on the same page about which of these tools uh, makes the most sense. Um, The simplest thing that I like to do is uh, just creating a Google doc that's shared with my direct report. It's, you know, max plus direct report one-on-one and um each week is its own section header and then under it you have topics that you each want to talk about and you can both access it throughout the week you can both put follow-ups there you can comment in things like due dates or um assign things to each other um it's it's really lightweight uh and uh takes very little effort to to ramp up to i think the most important thing is just having a tool that you're both on board with uh more than anything Cool. Well, um, we're, uh, we're, uh, done for the day. Um, thanks so much for listening to my talk about, uh, about one-on-ones. I hope you found this useful and that you can implement some of these ideas in your own, um, work with your direct reports. Um, once again, as I mentioned last time, please feel free to reach out to me on on LinkedIn or on my website, maxwenneker.com. That's W-E-N-N-E-K-E-R.com. I uh, love meeting founders and managers and providing guidance. Um, I, I, have a, I have a lot of fun helping people become better leaders and um, would certainly love to help you if you're, uh, if you're interested in just getting a, a sounding board or a thought partner for being a better manager and leader. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your week.